Welcome to the Pixels at Ink podcast, episode number 303, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Alex Hanziak, and joining us today are Joe DeClara and Brendan Fry. Hello there. Hi. How you doing, guys? I'm doing legendary today. It's a legendary yeah. day at the Pixels and Ink podcast. Are you at an apex of legendariness, Joe? It's the apex of legendariness. Absolutely. So, to, yeah. to consistent with puns, <laughs> I'd say yes. Yeah, this is a great start, but I, did, I, I do like Joe's energy. I mean, he's been on the show for two weeks, and both of his intros have been like, I'm doing the best possible, which is which is always great. <laughs> well, it's always been it's always been uh, consistent with the uh, theme of the podcast as far as puns mm-hmm. go. So mm-hmm. once like something really grim happens, like uh, like Fallout 76 bad news just comes again, I'm going to be like, I've, it's been a fallout of a week. It's been really rough for me. Oh, but okay. How are you, Alex? Now that'll come I, up, I'm sure. I've been doing good. I've, I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends actually in the last, in the last day really? or so. Really? Yeah. I hear that's a new game from EA and Respawn. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think we should talk about it today, maybe. Maybe do a whole show. Yeah, why, why don't we? We're here why anyway. Not? Let's just or do it for like fun. We're in, this, we're in the podcast studio. We might as well discuss this new game impromptively. <laughs> so all joking aside, we're going to be talking today about Apex Legends and sort of the way that um, it was launched, the what it means for the industry, and sort of like the trends that it's continuing to do. So um, mm-hmm. right off the bat, I mean, this game launched yesterday, and it was kind of a surprise yeah. announcement. In, in, in the sense well, I mean, that I mean, it was surprise in so much as they they just kind of released it and it was all good to go. But mm. it was kind of hinted at for like a solid five six days beforehand. Mm-hmm. Right, we had leaks. Lot. We had there was like an event that was happening uh, internally with like influencers, and there yep. were leaks. But yeah, as far as the industry is concerned, this is a big surprise because we yep. just there was no word of it and no marketing of it beforehand. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And and so um, during this week, did we know that it was going to be a battle royale? Was that was that revealed, or was it something that was kind of like I, on the I day think of? Kotaku on Saturday had a story that was saying. Uh, Titanfall 3 delayed and EA to announce Battle Royale. Uh, Titanfall Universe Battle Royale. Something yeah, along yeah. those lines. So it was very highly suggested. And I think Cole in our chat was talking about how he was uh, predicting a Battle Royale game based on what uh, um, I think Dr. Disrespect and stuff were kind of hinting at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the best kept secret in the industry. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was still. I mean, there, there's still a lot of surprises with this story. But I guess before we get oh, yeah. to that, what what was your reaction when you heard, okay, it's a battle royale. It's it's in the Titanfall universe. What what was the first thing you thought of when that was sort of came out officially? Personally, um, it was kind of sure. Why not? I mean, the Titanfall universe is one that's although critically acclaimed, has never managed to get the um, public and audience acclaim that it kind of richly deserved. So I was kind of like, ah, good, Titanfall finally gets some love. But then again, it isn't really Titanfall. It's a game in the Titanfall universe. It has the same kind of uh, engine, or the engine of the previous two games, I believe. It's uh, based on Source. Mm -hmm. It uh, doesn't have any of the Titans. And uh, it has that the fast movement people kind of know from the series, but I, I, I don't. I haven't played it much. I played it like maybe thirty minutes, so I'm not one to ask how it plays. Right. But I am one to say that when they announce, I'm like, yeah, that's a game that needs a battle royale game. Why not? Sure. 
Yeah, I had a similar. Honestly, I, I had a similar reaction as far as like Titanfall the IP goes. Like it's it doesn't matter to me, uh, or it doesn't really matter now that I've played the game. Also, that it's in the Titanfall universe. What matters mm-hmm. is the team behind it, uh, and basically the uh, mechanics that were built into the game. Uh, mm-hmm. What we found out later uh, is that Titanfall three apparently is not happening. From what I'm seeing, uh, it is pretty much confirmed that. Uh, I think what despite the, what, what we've the, heard, sorry. I think what they're saying now is it's it's a long way off if it does happen. It's, I, it's not heard... currently in development. I think I think was the yeah. like they're not saying Titanfall three can happen, but they're they're basically like this is what we've been working on, as well as probably the Star Wars game that's coming out later this year. Mm. Yeah, and these are all reports. They're projects. not exact. They're not. They're not straightforward statements. That, from what I yeah. can read of it, but from what I've mm-hmm. read and from what I've heard in the industry, is basically Titanfall three was something that was in development it was repurposed to be this game that's what i'm pa- yep. seeing from here which uh is something that's happening often at e well it's a story we've heard more than once out of an ea studio uh so not it, it's not that surprising especially not too surprising seeing what happened with titanfall 2 especially uh it was pitted I mean, right titanfall- up against another ea game and then didn't do yeah. well sales wise uh even yeah. though it was a great it was- game so battlefield one wasn't it It yeah right up against battlefield one same month or something like or a a month apart from each other and uh, And then it was also call of duty yeah it was a shooter like it was it was the fall it was like tons of shooters coming out at the same time so it's kind of a disaster the one month you don't want to release that game and they released it then and it's it's such a shame because i like a lot of people and myself included think that it's one of the best story shoot like like shooters and like story modes in a shooter and it's, mm-hmm. it's really well done and it, it was a really mm-hmm. good game and it's it's a shame we're not getting a third one at least right now but we got the battle royale thing which is uh i mean yeah another battle royale game <laughs> that's yes that's definitely not? the trend right now and i honestly can't really fault them because it's gonna make a lot of money right a hundred percent. Yeah. You launch, uh, what's great about free to play, especially not just battle Royale, but free to play is that you can just do launch a game like this, uh, yeah. out of the blue, do a quick influencer, um, influencer event internally, and then just launch a game. Same day you tease it, same day you announce it. And, uh, if it's a really popular genre like battle Royale and it's built really well, which having played it, it's, running pretty well for me and it's a pretty fun game as far as i've uh from my experience you can definitely make a lot of cash out of something like this and uh holy cow it's good in my opinion i've I've only played a little bit of it but i'm a big fan of titanfall 2 uh mm-hmm. and especially just the gunplay the uh momentum based uh action and movement and this has a yeah. lot of that not a lot of wall running no titans as you said before brendan but it is still very much a respawn game feels a lot like Titanfall and Titanfall two movement. And that is exactly what I want out of a shooter. And I am uh, as annoying as this might be. I'm all for every game getting the battle Royale version. Like every game can, I swear Skyrim could be a battle Royale. Like there's a, there's a way to make that work. Like I, so I'm totally for everyone just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what battle Royale sticks. And so far this one's uh, I've been enjoying thoroughly. Well, my thing is, I, I want to just touch on the fact that I'm happy to see anything go against Fortnite. Because as good as Epic has built Fortnite, I like seeing the giants fall. I like seeing someone else take it out. And then as soon as that next thing becomes big, I want to see someone else take that out. I don't like 
the industry dominated by one game. I don't think that's healthy for the industry, and I don't think that's good for gamers in the end. Right. Mm. And uh, another thing about this game is that it's, I mean, at least on PC, it's launching on, on Origin. And I mean, last mm. week you guys talked about the whole Epic Games Store and them getting exclusives and everything. Yep. And this is like, you're talking about like, well, do the other people really have a Fortnite and how they can afford to like pay a lot for games because Fortnite's make, bringing in so much money. And I mean, this has the potential to be a very profitable game for EA and, and sort of the future if they're yep. going to go for that exclusivity war, right? So mm-hmm. that's very Absolutely. interesting. Well, or, I mean, as we were talking about last week, um, Joe, Origin already has some 30-party games, I believe, on it. So it's why not push the store? Like push that origin store a bit more and keep people on that platform. Right. Mm-hmm. This could be the next little store, uh, digital platform, Trojan horse, as you said, Fortnite yeah. was like Fortnite yeah. got everyone to download the Epic store. And now the Epic store is a large, uh, gargantuan platform or so it mm-hmm. wants to be. So sure. The origin store could be the next one. Everyone downloads this game. I don't see this game as being, um, as much of an explosion of course as Fortnite. that sounds obvious but like it is way more it has way more of a style to it apex legends we're talking about now uh it's uh definitely way more titanfall-ish uh Fortnite kind of has this is not my own personal take on it Fortnite doesn't have its own identity it's kind of like an amalgamation of other cultures and like the like internet culture of today so yeah i was gonna say that Fortnite yeah, sure. is meme is the meme universe made manifest. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Whereas this sure. has kind of its own di- identity. It's a little quirkier and a little more silly, uh, yeah. and like teen fun type nonsense uh, than say Titanfall was, which was a bit more yeah. of a serious, uh, not dark shooter, but it was a shooter with yeah. military aspects yeah. to it. I mean, it had some dark storylines in there. It was still a shooter, but it had like. People talking like, oh, our colony has been destroyed. Everyone's dead type thing. Right. There's politics and stuff. Yeah, it, exactly. It had sci-fi sort of darkness to it. That's sort of, you know, less realistic. Yeah, but, right. Okay. Whereas this is semi like, uh, you know, Overwatch type r- yeah. rallying up your hero minus some of the anime-esque quirkiness. Like Which... it's it's somewhere in between the two. Yeah. Which it does yeah. feel like it's trying to do. Um, I, was, I was talking to Brandon about this before the show, but it, it does feel like it's trying to bridge the worlds of Fortnite and Overwatch, right? Where it's this—it's a team yeah. shooter, but it's also this battle royale big thing. And as someone who plays a lot of Overwatch and, and played Fortnite when it came out and has a has a, has a good grasp on the game, I like playing this game. It, it's it's kind of a loving and hate thing because I don't think that they nail the team shooter as much as Overwatch does, and I don't think that mm-hmm. the map is as good as Fortnite's is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, fair. I haven't played enough to know how the f- map layout feels yet. I have not played enough to really have uh, and a substantial take on it yet. All I know is mm-hmm. my initial reaction to this is like, this is what I've wanted in my next battle royale shooter. I played a little Fortnite. I wasn't a big fan because uh, I'm just right. not good with the building. It is very difficult. Uh, kids already know exactly what they're doing with that system it can be very complex and i was playing PUBG before that player unknowns battlegrounds i was a huge fan of that game it's um a friend of mine said it's the worst game i've ever loved and that's certainly true because it was like such a broken <laughs> game and still is but it is definitely yeah, a game Fortnite? i loved uh, uh no PUBG. uh PUBG. PUBG is okay, great yeah. um and this game was the next step I wanted, like the next Battle Royale I wanted to get obsessed with. This feels a lot like that. Something that has more 
um, responsive actions, something that feels a little more acrobatic, something I could mm. feel a little more uh, like that action hero I want to be in PUBG, but I'm just throttled by one, my abilities and two, the abilities of the actual game because it controls pretty poorly. So this is definitely uh, something I'm interested in right off the bat. Something as far as as more broad as like the map and how the yeah. teams function. I don't know how they work yet, uh, but I'm I'm excited okay. for the game so far. But I, I do want to I do want to diverge quickly here. How do we feel about the um, streamer only event and having the streamers paid to be there? Because I know that yeah. that was a big topic as this was launching. Everyone was there was one group that was just excited for the game coming out. Then you had this other group that was saying hey, maybe you should watch journalists down there and not just paid streamers to be there. So the streamers aren't going to say anything bad about you because they're paid. Yeah. It's kind of has that, it kind of has a Firefest-esque vibe to it. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Watch those documentaries. They're, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's watch awful, those. Awful. Wow, what a crazy story. So total Very side crazy. topic but we it, could go on yeah. forever. But, about. Yeah. but, uh, but yeah. it does have that feel. It does, it does. At the same time, I, I can't really blame them because if you're looking from a PR standpoint and you're looking to get your game to really launch, yes, you can send journalists over to write about and everything, but the way to get the most people probably into it right away, like in, in terms of a movement, is to get it on Twitch, to get those big yeah. streamers on there, get PewDiePie, get Dr. Disrespect. I don't, I don't know if PewDiePie did it, but you know he's a big guy. I think it was, it was a lot of like esports streamers and Dr. Disrespect. Okay. I don't know if PewDiePie yeah. was involved. I don't yeah, think yeah. they could afford PewDiePie. No, no. Uh, he doesn't really do video game streaming anymore either, so there's that. He just kind of makes fun of things and Yeah, he, meme, he reacts to memes at this point. That's the that's the bad yeah. which which more power yeah. to him. That's he is great. Fortnite of people. Yeah. Yeah. He is, exactly, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh, Yeah, no, I I agree. Good. It's like definitely uh good on EA to do it. Like that's fine. That that's yeah. very good business. Uh it's not really the onus is not on EA to decide what is um what is ethical in the situation, this situation it's marketing. Yeah. That's perfect marketing. Uh, and it's it, in a way it could be free marking at a certain point. Uh, obviously they pay their influencers uh, for their time yeah. and maybe for advertising. I don't know the stipulations of it. The they onus do. is on the influencers there. It's on the yeah. streamers on the uh, bloggers. If they, if they are doing something like blogging or video blogging, it is on them to, uh, find the correct path that is not in between uh, paid advertising and just actual journalistic uh, expressing your opinions on these games, right? It, you need to yeah. find the decide which side of the line you're on. And that's a problem that's been an issue for a long time. I'm sure you know, Brendan, like that's what we're hitting on that. Like there's this new culture uh, wherein we have, Folks like us, writers who are not paid yep. by the uh, industry leaders uh, to not react directly. to the games. And no, we are instead, though, we have a business that feeds off of it, and we but we do react to it, hopefully with journalistic integrity. And these influencers yep. now, they're in this in-between place. Some folks do very well with it, and they know how to tread that line, and some don't mm. because a lot of them are very young. A lot of them aren't concerned with journalistic integrity. So yeah, in general, I understand the shitty feeling behind this event. I don't blame EA, yeah. of course, because it's just no, it's good marketing. I mean, I blame EA in so much as they need to make sure that the influencers they're dealing with disclose the information they're doing. 
Mm-hmm. So there is that always that limit where you have to say, okay, EA itself, it's no problem. I understand they want to make sure that um, everyone involved is paid to make sure they give the best promotion possible because that's why they want it there. That's what they want to get out of it. The problem lies if they didn't, the deal signed, whatever, did not include stipulations that they had to make sure that if it was an ad or if they were promoting a stream, they acknowledged that EA gave them money. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is, it is up to EA to disclose that, but it's also up to the streamers. If they are getting paid thousands of dollars, they have to disclose that to the re- viewers and readers. Yeah, 100% agree with that. So about the game, like, said, if you, if you, yeah. Alex, if you're up for talking about this game, uh, we were talking yeah. at some point about like the map. You said you've played uh, some Fortnite and you're playing this game. I also yeah, played yeah. like a little Blackout. I'm I'm more into this game probably than I was into Blackout, but I didn't get. Do people still play Blackout? Like, um, I'm I mean, sh- Call of Duty is the, the juggernaut, but it's it Twitch numbers wise, it's like the it's it, it's always in the top ten, but it's. It, it hasn't been in, in the top like three for a while. So it's like, it's there, but it's not uh, the main thing. Yeah. I get you. And also there sense. were a lot of sales for uh, Call of Duty. Like they first uh, broke apart Call of Duty so that you could purchase Blackout on its own, like Blackout and multiplayer aside from the zombies okay. version. And then sure. they had like yeah, a yeah. free weekend or a free week promotion uh, where they could demo it last month. So that could yep. be telling of Call of Duty maybe not making the numbers that Activision wants. Activision mm-hmm. generally wants really ridiculous numbers, so I don't. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. judge Blackout on hey, that. Destiny. But yeah, it's totally possible. Yeah, exactly, correct. For sure, and it, I mean, also Call of Duty doesn't you win every year, so they have a big push at the beginning, and then normally by now it's you know it's starting to go off anyway, and then it starts up again. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Call of Duty games have been the best selling games I think eight out of the past ten years, so it's not. Yeah. You know. For They're sure. still doing okay, but yeah. So speaking about the game, I, I I touched on it earlier, but I really love Overwatch because it's sort of it, it's a team-based shooter, but the characters really feel real and they have all these really cool backstories and they're visually mm-hmm. different. And I think a big reason of that is also the map because it's pretty small and you can really get into action against these characters and you can hear their voice lines and you can get killed by them and you see the ultimates and it's very close and frenetic. By taking the character shooter and turning it into this big sort of um, battle royale map. You have the characters, but you don't really get the interactions all the time, and and that consistency isn't there, is what I'm finding. Mm. Characters so like in, like between your squad members, like you guys yeah, and, working and, together, and even with things. your enemies, it's basically. I don't think I've really noticed how I've been playing against. Like every character has their own abilities, similar to Overwatch. They have ultimates that they can charge up and everything, which includes like dropping bombs or like teleporting away or a cool grappling hook thing, but. Mm. Um, the thing about it is when you're playing against someone, you don't really notice that you're just trying to kill them, right? Whereas in Overwatch, right. it's very um, bright at that. And I think that's a big reason why Overwatch succeeds. I mean, this is a really fun game, and I'm not taking away from that at all. And sure, the, sure. the Titanfall speed is amazing. Like when you're being chased by someone and you're sliding on the ground and you're like, feel like you're like skiing away and it's it, the sliding it does have is that act- magic i i love sliding like any kind of acrobatics i could do in a shooter i'm a big fan of sliding it feels so good the today yeah. i i'll i'm just interjecting to tell you this today i got finally got my hands on a peacemaker that like with all the attachments like i just had collected everything and was yeah. in had this interjection with uh, an enemy. Uh, this guy was jumping up, hopping above this uh, cliff, and 
kept getting at me with some SMG. I finally slide down, and as I'm sliding, he pops his head up again, and I blasted him, and it was the coolest <laughs> feeling I felt in a video game in some time. So definitely a right. big fan of the sliding. Yeah, so uh, talking about how it's taking a lot of things from other places, the, the sliding and the movement is very Titanfall. It's very uh, uh, exclusive to this game. It's, it makes it feel very memorable and everything. But I will say that the map... When you're dropping in, it's like, okay, there's a desert area, there's uh, buildings, and it's basically just buildings gone all around. In a thing like Fortnite, you have so many visually distinct locales, and also because in Fortnite, the, the names of the places where you drop are, are written in the map. It's not written mm-hmm. in, in, in this game and everything, and visually, it's just kind of like the same plotting atmosphere, which I think is... It, it, as far as longevity and sticking power, that's that's sort of what I'm worried because it does take from the team mm. shooter and it does take from Fortnite, but I don't think it's as charming as either game. Mm. Okay, yeah the the importance of uh, map identity cannot be overstated in a game like this. Like one of the biggest problems with PUBG, besides there's tons of problems with PUBG, but one of them that uh, communities at large have been uh, complaining about is with each map release, uh, there's this issue with map identity. Like the first map, everyone seems to love each, each place has like this very noticeable, uh, as you said, very characteristic um, area locales. Like there's the school and there is the prison and they're all very distinct like that. And then the other maps that have come up have not been that distinct. Uh, more recently, the winter map, a lot of folks like, a lot of folks don't. Uh, but basically, you're going to be playing these maps for many hours, ostensibly. And then you have to learn them in order to really get into the deep game of these battle royales. And so if they're uninteresting or if they're not distinctive, then it's going to be tough to like you said, get longevity out of those maps to get people to actually stick around and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So like surface area, the game feels awesome to play. Uh, and also little things like as far as team interaction goes, I haven't gotten that overwatch, like interaction uh, teamwork bit. I haven't seen what that's like, uh, it, but just actually communicating with your teammates, especially if you don't use a mic, which a couple of games I didn't because I don't like talking to strangers on the, the internet. They can be ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. They they have great interaction systems where you can mark a weapon and automatically uh, the computer will say, here's a helmet level one. Uh, if you mark an enemy, it'll say enemy at this location. Uh, there's a lot of really cool uh, communication interactions that I appreciate. So surface yeah, area game feels good to play and it's fun to interact with folks, but there's deeper stuff that, that I hope are good. Right. And, and and the thing is, this is a free to play game and this is the second day. And if you look at PUBG, if you look at Fortnite, you look at the first two days or you, you look at how the game was playable, then it was like buggy. It was, you know, it, it, it was, it was oftentimes unplayable and everything. Right. So the fact that the actual core mechanics of this game and the feeling is that good. I mean, map aside and, and some other stuff like there is something very good and refined about this game which, yeah, which is definitely. really nice feels but like I, a I mean, very will... professionally put together game yeah mm-hmm. but but yeah and I, I i will say like this is another battle royale game and do you guys think that this trend is going to continue or are we reaching a burnout phase or i mean i think we have, we have another few years of this until you get the really bad battle royale games that are barely functional and that means the industry has gone too far. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't think we've reached that point yet. 
but we're edging ever closer to it. Yeah. I honestly, no way of telling, like I very rarely have a read now on like the trends. I swore that, you know, Minecraft would never die out. It would never be the game that no one's playing. And Fortnite came around. It looks like no one plays Minecraft from just the perspective of going on the internet and checking YouTube and like watching my uh, godson, like what he's doing. Like that's my gauge for how things work. It's hard to get a trend on like the biggest thing that's happening in the game space. Uh, it could go on for another couple of years. It could die out with this game. It's totally possible. I think, though, uh, this game is certainly not the last uh, big-budget uh, AAA game to come out. Certainly no. not the last free-to-play. Battle Royales are probably perfectly set for, ballot, for uh, free-to-play at this point. It's a perfect situation for EA because they probably got themselves... So- these news stories about Titanfall three are true. They got themselves out of this Titanfall three scenario, which was like they, as they don't like a probably multiplayer slash single player game that they're sinking a lot of money into and maybe mm-hmm. don't get a lot of sales. And now it's yeah, just yeah. a free to play game. They can launch with big clout on the internet and from uh, streamers and just from us folks, it's mm-hmm. well built and works on the first day. And it's a lot of fun to play, and it's a free entry with lots of cosmetics. This is certainly the future for Battle Royales. I don't know how long that'll go on for, though. However long they last, right? Sure. Yeah, and and so, I mean, we also talked about a a bit about some weird Battle Royales. Like, FIFA 19 has a mode where uh, it's kind of Battle Royale, but if you score a goal, one of your players gets sent off, right? And so you keep playing, and every time you score a goal, you have a player sent off, so you have, like... So it's sort of a strategy, like, do you want more players on the field or do you want more goals at this moment, right? Yeah. And sort of that. So I guess my question to you guys is, what kind of weird Battle Royale integration to a game would you guys like to see? Oh, my goodness. Every game needs Battle Royale. Skyrim. (laughs) Skyrim can have Battle Royale. You can just drop, like, seven or ten people in. They have to, like, try and complete random quests that are already built into the game. It'll be a mess. It won't work properly, but it'll be so much fun. Like, PUBG showed me that you can have a really broken, terrible game, but if you have a really great concept that's exciting and uh, different from everything else, although Battle Royale won't be different because everything's Battle Royale at this point, but you can have a lot of fun with it. So Skyrim, Battle Royale, 100% should be doable. Uh, Undertale Battle Royale. It's doable. We're going to get it out there. Would be great. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Now, I, I do want to talk touch on one thing before we end. For sure. Uh, the, a lot of the reports were saying that um, this game was moved to Battle Royale because uh, they didn't think the um, game they were building lived up to the caliber with the engine they were using. They needed to move engines. What do you guys think? Does this thing does this thing look as good as modern games? Does it feel kind of like a free to play game? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'd say it looks. I mean, I, I'd say it feels very good. I'd say when you get up close to things, it does not look good at all. Yeah, um, no, it looks fine. Like it is not a yeah. huge. It is not the spectacle of 2018, 2019 video games. Certainly not. Yeah. The draw is definitely you have this big mode. You can play with friends. You can uh, do do a lot of fun movement. But uh, if you're looking closely at basically any uh, anything in the world, like there's like vending machines at one point, they're they're very grainy, and, and a lot of the a lot of the world just doesn't look nice. I mean, the stuff around the world, it's all these mountains, but they don't eat like it's it's not a pretty game when you yeah. really look at it. But 
it's also not a game that you're going to be standing still for very long either. It's it, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. very fast and frenetic game. So I I almost don't count that as a negative about it. But. Sure, sure. A lot of cool concepts. Like it's definitely got the Titanfall vibe to it. You got uh, robots and uh, cyborg type characters. You have uh, these uh, care packages or actually respawns. In this game, you can have your characters respawn. Like if you make it back to your... Uh, friends uh drop point where they died you can pick up their banner or something and then bring it to one of these pods uh that you can dispense their uh banner into there and then they will respawn from being dropped from the sky and there's a lot of right, Titanfall right. on that like seeing this big machine dro- dropping from the sky with the uh fire of the atmosphere burning against it and then it smashes to the ground it's it's got a lot of titanfall in there clearly was at some point a titanfall game and it sure. all looks cool and sci-fi. Definitely not the prettiest game, though, for sure. That that revive thing's really cool because, I mean, like in Fortnite, if you get knocked down, you can res them by, like, standing near them for a while. But um, like you said, once they're dead, you can just kind of sneak in there and just, like, get the banner and run away. So it, it adds mm-hmm. a new uh, layer of strategy that's very – that works well with the with the core mechanics, right? And yes. that whole speed thing. Yeah. Which it's – when you get it right, like, I was playing today and both my teammates were dead. And I sort of, like – Saw, saw, saw like the bad guys right there and I kind of went around them took the tags and then just like bolted down a hill got to the place and then mm. the, it, it's such a cool feeling when that does happen so yeah yeah there's more stories definitely to be had with this game like from my own personal experience I what I love about battle royale games is that they can have stories they can use the starting point and it builds up to this climax or you die and it doesn't build up to anything but mm-hmm. what's great about games like Fortnite and PUBG. I think part of what makes them great is that there's more of a slowness to it. And there's uh like little things like the fact that there's bullet time in PUBG and Fortnite that like you have to time out your shots and so you're not constantly shooting and constantly mm-hmm. running around. Those and like even grenades kind of have a there's a drama to each time you make a shot or throw a grenade everything has kind of this uh, permanence to it and a drama to it. There's tension all with each interaction uh, that I thought was lacking in other battle royales I played, especially blackout. Like I felt like it was just Mm. call of duty, but when I died, I didn't get to respawn. Uh, I might be, Mm -hmm. but this is definitely closer to call of duty as far as interactions go. But so far, I don't know. I'm not sure yet how dramatic it's going to feel compared to PUBG. Like, like if you guys ever played any battle royale and made it to the last circle, and it's just you and one other person, or your team yeah. and the other team, I've like I finish a game, especially if you win, and my hands are shaking. Like I am yeah, absolutely right. on edge, and it's so exciting, so much more exciting than any death match of any game. I yeah. wonder if this, when I get to the last circle, I'm going to feel that same way with this game, or if it's all too like adrenaline fueled already and it'll just feel like banal instead yeah i've 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 had two games where i've I've made it to the end and one game or like the last like two groups and one game where i've won Mm. and the game that i won i didn't even realize that we were the last group and my partner killed the other guy and we got the win screen and i was like oh that was so fast so that Mm. that tension i think is kind of sacrificed because because of the speed of the game and how fast players move but it's also like that tension's there all the time because of how fast the players move so it's like a different experience in that but mm-hmm. i mean we'll, we'll we'll see how they patch it or or how it goes down the line for sure 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 yeah right. so uh, Do we uh, want to wrap up there 
yeah, I, I think that's it. Unless you guys have anything else, any final thoughts on the game or anything like that? I mean, I think I, I want to just mention the fact that I think this is a good move of EA. I think they've done, they're trying different things. They're trying, they're letting their studios do different things. I want to see if this is going to be a trend where they're only releasing these weird free-to-play games and not doing anything else. But if the studios are let to do the things that they're good at, I think that's a solid point for EA. But we have a while to see if every one of their studios are going to produce their own Battle Royale game. And then I might be a little less happy. Check yeah, back in I, a few months, I guess. I feel the same way. Uh, similarly, I don't love the idea that like we may not get a Titanfall 3 because it was repurposed into this game. However, like if this game is successful and if it feels this good and I continue playing it, I it's I'll feel conflicted because it's hard for me to accept that like oh, you know, the publisher sometimes can get in there and just like cut something that uh, a development team is passionate about and they've been working yeah. on it for a while and they have the story arc they want to complete and then all of a sudden yeah. it's just nope we're just gonna trash all that and get out mm. a free-to-play game uh something that now respawns dedicated to for the next five years you know that doesn't feel yeah. great but at the same time if it's a fantastic game it's hard for me to hard for me to feel bad about that also so for sure but yeah, it feels and if this one makes millions and millions of dollars, then Titanfall 3 could probably happen even with the modest sales. A, I, think, I mean, that's the thing. Titanfall 3, if they didn't do this game, I could see Respawn going the same way as, uh, as um, Visceral, where yep. they had a solid franchise that just didn't do the numbers, and they just kill it. Yep. So mm. if this game does well, I hope to see more in the Titanfall universe. Mm. But if they didn't do this game, I would be worried the entire Titanfall franchise would be done. Like sure. EA would just not put backing behind it again. For yeah. sure. No, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. So uh, if you hate the Battle Royale and want uh, Titanfall 3, you know, if, it might actually save the franchise is, is, is the point, I guess. Yeah. Totally so, possible. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you hear or want to know more about the things we talked about, visit us at cgmagonline.com. Like and subscribe to our podcast on Buns Podcast Network, iTunes, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can follow us on Facebook at CG Magazine, Instagram at CG Mag Online, and Twitter at CG Mag Online. Uh, guys, what are your Twitters? Uh, you can follow uh, me at... Oh, okay. Go, no, go ahead, B-Fry. <laughs> B-Fry is the editor-in-chief. Okay. He goes first. I am second. I am <laughs> at, at Joey Dagabonuts. It's da- Bag O Donuts with the D and the B switched. It's hilarious. Thank you very much. Sorry, wow. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Remind me to ask you one at a time next time. But um, you, can, yeah. you can catch past episodes of Pixels and Ink on YouTube. So subscribe to our channel. Thanks to the Buns Podcast Network for sponsoring our podcast. And from everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great week.